Finding Flow State, the podcast, respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. What is it that you really, truly want from life? Do you even want the thing that you are supposedly sabotaging? Because sometimes the reason we are sabotaging our success is because we're chasing a version of success that we don't even want. Welcome to Finding Flow State, a podcast to inspire you to get out of your own way and get into the driver's seat of your life to find your authentic flow. My name is Steph Ellen. I'm a recovering perfectionist turned transformational life coach. I'm here to empower you to let go of perfectionism and start taking messy action to show up with unapologetic authenticity. Join me each week for raw, unfiltered conversations with inspiring guests, as well as solo pep talks with a little bit of tough love thrown in. I am so excited that you're here. Let's flow. Welcome back to Finding Flow State, the podcast. I've just done my self-sabotage masterclass this morning. So going to quickly do a bit of a podcast episode, just flowing on from it, because really this is my zone of genius, if I do say so myself. (laughs) No, seriously, this is where I feel most called to work with people. Because self-sabotage is something that I think we've all engaged in on some level at some point. And the reason I just love working with my clients to overcome this is because it's really this like process of peeling back layers, of noticing these different parts of you. Because Let's get clear on what self-sabotage is. Let's just dive straight into it. The term self-sabotage in itself is a little problematic or at least misleading because this definition makes it sound like there's some kind of malicious saboteur, like some evil puppeteer, like pulling the strings, like forcing you to do something you don't want to do or conspiring against you. Because self-sabotage is often defined as this destructive behavior that's directed at yourself or repeatedly engaging in activities that hold you back from achieving your goals. It's that term getting in your own way that it's so popular nowadays that I definitely use. But it's not a malicious saboteur. Because self-sabotage is actually a form of self-protection. You are sabotaging yourself because you are trying to stay in a place of familiarity. Even if what is familiar is not necessarily good for you, 
your nervous system is associating that familiarity with safety. And your nervous system does not care about your happiness. It does not care about your achievements. All it wants to do is keep you alive. And if something is known and you've survived it, then it will keep going back to that. You'll keep getting rerouted to that feeling of safety. And this is why overcoming self-sabotage is not just about pushing through resistance. Because there's so much nervous system regulation that's involved in this, you need to actually figure out where the underlying root cause of the behavior is coming from. Because if you just try and push through it, if you just try and say like, nah, I'm just going to just go, I'm just going to stop doing this. This is not good for me. You're missing a huge step. You're missing why you're doing it in the first place. A really useful analogy is thinking about it as if these self-sabotaging behaviors are like weeds growing in your garden. If you just push through, it's just like taking a mower and just going over the top of it. It's just taking the tops off. But yeah, the lawn might look okay now, but very soon... very soon you're going to be in a position where those weeds are just going to grow again. So unless you actually start to pull out the weeds at the root to get all of it, to actually get underneath the soil, look at what's there and deal with it, then you're not going to actually stop this behavior. And one of the things about self-sabotage is so much of it is unconscious. There's definitely conscious ways that you self-sabotage. Like how often have you said something like, oh, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, there's an element of consciousness there. Like you are making a conscious decision to do something. I use this example in my stories a little while ago, this idea of, for me, I know that more than one cup of coffee a day doesn't agree with me. It sets off my anxiety. My guts are like, hell no. <laughs> However, sometimes I find myself just really craving this extra cup of coffee. And I can say to myself, you know, this isn't good for you. Like this is not good for you. But there's something about it that just makes me want to have it. And sometimes I give in and sometimes I don't. Like it's not, again, it's not about being perfect and being a robot and never giving in to these things, but it's about understanding where it comes from. And one thing that I've sat with with this is I realized that, you know, for many years in my life, I was living in a conscious state of anxiety. And I didn't even have the language to know. This was, you know, back when the mental health conversation was not as open. I had no idea that I had anxiety or that that was the feeling. I knew that I was stressed out, but I actually just thought that was normal. 
I actually just thought that that is, and I guess because I was around a lot of people who also <laughs> were highly anxious and we just didn't have that, you know, we weren't, this was back in the day, TikTok or Reels didn't exist. We weren't just sending each other memes of anxiety, which like, you know, there's a whole another topic of conversation about that. But, and obviously there were more factors at play, but for the sake of this example, that's a conscious form of self-sabotage. But that anxiety was a familiar state to me. So there's most likely an unconscious desire, an unconscious pull towards that familiar state of anxiety. Even though when you think about it, that's making me feel unsafe. But when chaos or anxiety is your familiar state, you'll often start to do things that put you in that state. Because have you ever been in that position where things feel like they're going well and you feel calm and you're so used to being tightly wound up and hustling and busy that you're like, well, oh my God, when is when is it gonna when's the shit gonna hit the fan? You know, when is it all going to go wrong? Like you're already looking for something to go wrong. And then when something goes wrong, there's almost this, there's this familiarity to it. And this feeling of almost relief because you can say, well, I knew that was going to happen. And that's the thing with anxiety. It's this, you're so busy and overthinking and preparing for all the worst case scenario that even when the worst case happens, there's this like, yeah, well, there's this false feeling of control because when you're anxious, you feel out of control and you feel like the only way to control the situation is to worry about it. And then there's that weird little feeling of relief of like, yeah, well, I knew that was going to happen anyway. So you've proved yourself right. And so with this conscious versus unconscious self-sabotage, they can be linked. They can be completely unconscious. An example that I often use is in relationships. Like we often, if we, again, it's coming back to that chaos. Like if you associate love with this drama, this passion, this jealousy, this, you know, these, these cycles of passionate heated arguments and then kissing and making up and you have this like wild sex or whatever like if that's what you associate love to be if you have a calm stable relationship you might unconsciously start picking fights you might start creating drama because that feels more familiar and you are not used to being in this calm state Like when you first recognize a sabotaging behavior, the most important thing to ask yourself is what is the hidden benefit? Because you can likely see the cost. You can likely see the way that not showing up for your business, not putting yourself forward for the promotions, not going on the dating apps when you want 
consciously want to find someone, you can see how it's costing you. But how is it benefiting you? Because if you want to know what drives you, you've got to look at your patterns and behavior, not what you say you want. You've got to look at what drives you, what motivates you towards something, but also what scares you the most. There's a really fantastic quote by Brianna Weist in The Mountain Is You, which is like amazing. So highly, highly, highly recommend that book if you struggle with self-sabotage. But she says, people only seem irrational and unpredictable until you understand what they are fundamentally committed to. Because your sabotaging behavior is serving you in some way. And it could be that feeling of familiarity, that feeling of safety. It might be feeling like you're in control because you're not taking risks. It might be rejecting people before they have a chance to reject you because you have a fear of abandonment. There is some benefit to what you're doing. If you're never putting yourself out there to get a promotion or you're never asking for a pay rise, then you don't have to get rejected. You don't have to have more responsibility. You don't have to risk failure. Because self-sabotage happens when we do not feel like we are capable of meeting our needs. So we just find ways to not even try. And we end up in these like self-fulfilling scenarios, self-fulfilling prophecies really of expecting the worst case scenario. And then we prove ourselves right. You know, when people say like, oh, what a surprise. I always do that. Or things never work out for me. But there's, like I said before, with that anxiety, it's that almost like that relief of being like, well, at least I'm in the same, at least I'm in the same position. Sorry if you can hear little snuffly noises. The cats are like just there. And now they're, they're snoring a little bit because they're all cuddled up close together. So sorry, I was on a bit of a roll there, but you just hear them snuffling like little piggies. So I've already left you with some questions there. Like in the masterclass, I went into this like framework, my framework that I use with my clients on. So it's a six point, six part framework of really like lasering in on what the behavior is, where it comes from, how we're going to overcome it. But what I'm going to leave you with today is another really important question that you have to ask yourself when it comes to self-sabotage. And that is, I mean, it's the biggest question of all. What is it that you really, truly want from life? Do you even want the thing that you are supposedly sabotaging? Because sometimes the reason we are sabotaging our success is because we're chasing a version of success that we don't even want. Like maybe So you've got to ask yourself, you've got to be honest, is it a genuine desire or is it something that you've been told that you should want, something that's been passed down from your parents, from society, from your boss, from your friends, your partner, anybody, maybe a previous version of you, maybe this was so aligned with who you were five years ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, but now it's not aligned anymore. That's okay. 
Like, why are you putting the pressure on yourself to be the same person that you were a few years ago? It's not going to happen. So some examples of this, like, are you, you know, accidentally messing up proposals at work or showing up late? And you're like, oh God, I'm just sabotaging my success, sabotaging my opportunities to get promoted. But maybe deep down you actually want to leave corporate. You're doing it on purpose. Or do you keep snoozing your alarm for your Pilates class? And you're like, why am I sabotaging my fitness success? But actually, you don't even like Pilates. (laughs) And you only said you'd do it because your friend wanted to do it. And you thought it was the best way you know, to get abs and you thought it was, you liked how the studio looks and you actually prefer the idea of posting that you're at your Pilates class on Instagram because the studio is Instagrammable, but you don't actually like Pilates. So no wonder you're self-sabotaging. What you should be doing is doing an activity you enjoy. Maybe it's dance, maybe it's weightlifting, maybe it's running, but you're just doing something that you think you should be wanting to do. And so it's no wonder that you're self-sabotaging it. But if you have determined that your desire is authentic, but you're still procrastinating or sabotaging, then that's when it's time to look at your underlying beliefs and your core commitments, what you're actually demonstrating that you care about. Because remember what I said, it's not about what you say that you want. It's what your behaviors are actually showing you that you want. Your behaviors are showing you what you value the most. And that might be comfort. That might be avoiding rejection. And that might be fucking uncomfortable to hear of being like, oh God, that's not what I value, but it is. And that doesn't mean that that's what you, your gen, your authentic self values. It's not what your true self values, but it's what you've been conditioned to see as important. Because it's really important to ask yourself whether you truly believe that what you genuinely want is possible for you. Do you believe that you have to earn it or deserve it? to prove yourself worthy. I like to think of self-sabotage as a bit like the opposite of delayed gratification. It's a way of seeking comfort in the present for short-term gain, but can cause long-term pain. And pushing through the resistance is not the answer. If you push through the resistance without understanding the root cause, this can actually create more distress Because it's creating separation between how you feel now and how you'd like to feel. And that separation, depending on where you are at with your nervous system, your nervous system regulation, this can often drive you further towards the behavior that you consciously want to avoid because 
what you desire seems so far away that you're like, well, there's no, there's no point. Especially if you're perfectionist, you're that all or nothing mindset. You're like, well, there's no point trying. There's no point trying because I'll never get there. How often have you done that? So I've actually jam-packed that with so much. (laughs) There's a lot to think about in this episode. Like maybe listen to it a couple of times if this really resonated. If this is something that you were like, holy cow, I do this. I highly, highly recommend working with someone to move through these things because we have so many blind spots with our behavior. Like I said, so much of this is unconscious and you can analyze your own patterns till the cows come home. But having someone in your corner to actually shine a light onto those blind spots, that is so powerful. The ironic thing is, is one of the most common ways that people self-sabotage is by refusing to ask for help or being unable to ask for help. There's this false belief that if you get help, then it doesn't count, that they need to figure out something all on their own. Because one of the most powerful things about coaching is the ability to really collapse timelines. It's this ability to move through things at such a fast pace. It's shining a flashlight on the hidden shadows that you might not be able to see the blind spots. But it's also having someone there for when things get really uncomfortable. Like it's not like good coaching is not meant to be comfortable. Yes, there's so many different styles of coaches, some who are more nurturing than others, some who are more like, you know, Tony Robbins, like really like that masculine pushing. So it's so important to find someone that you vibe with, someone who you resonate with. It doesn't have to be someone that you agree with all of the time. It's someone who can like build that relationship with you to know when they can probe a little bit deeper, when they can really try to go that step further, get more out of you, or when it's time to hold back and to actually hold space and to just witness. Bringing awareness to it is one thing, but doing the work to reprogram the subconscious mind, doing the work to make this a shift that lasts, like that's where the power is. That's where the transformation is. And with that being said, I've got a few spaces coming up uh, for one-to-one coaching for three or six-month containers starting in July. If that's something that you're interested in, then please send me an email at steph at finding-flowstate.com. Links will be in the show notes or of course a DM on Instagram at findingflowstate. Always the best place to get me. We can just have a bit of a chat. Like it's absolutely normal to have questions, especially if you're someone who gets stuck in self-sabotage cycles. 
of not wanting to ask for help, of waiting till the right time. But if there's a nudge, if you're feeling it, I just invite you to explore that further. We can have a conversation, see how it fits. Or I also do do one-off sessions. So I do one-off sessions, which will be, again, tailored to the individual. Everyone is different. Everyone needs different things at different times. So it can be a more traditional mindset work, or there can also be some subconscious hypnosis, breath work, somatics, getting into the body. Again, if you're curious about that, let me know. You can book those directly on my Instagram or on my website. The links will all be in the show notes. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I feel like there was quite a lot in there. So you might want to listen to it a couple of times. It's pretty powerful stuff. Like once you start to make these shifts, it's pretty bloody potent. So I think that's it. We'll leave it there for this week. And I will catch you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Finding Flow State podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, a rate and review wherever you get your podcasts would mean the absolute world to me. If you take the time to leave a review, please screenshot and send it to me on Instagram at Finding Flow State to go in the running each month to win a free 60 minute coaching call with me. You can also enter by taking a screenshot of you listening to this episode and sharing it to your stories, but be sure to tag me or send me a message so that I know that you've entered. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.